Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coffee Break French Magazine, Season 1, Episode 2. Salut tout le monde, on est de retour, moi c'est Marc Et moi c'est Pierre Benoît Nous sommes très contents d'être ici avec vous encore une fois Comme toujours Tout à fait So welcome back to our podcast In this episode, as in our previous episode We've got an interesting text to discuss We have a very interesting question from one of our listeners Thank mm. you very much for sending us your questions We will get to them as soon as we possibly can And we also have some more interesting language facts With Susie at the end of the show Super. Alors, qu'est-ce que tu racontes de beau cette semaine euh, Rien du tout, Marc, sauf que... Sauf que sauf... Non, non, c'est pas vrai. J'ai commencé à regarder. J'ai envie d'acheter un nouveau piano. Un nouveau piano, tiens. Oui, ouais, ouais, euh, parce que j'ai envie. C'est bien de changer aussi de temps en temps. Tout à fait, tout à donc fait, voilà. je suis d'accord. Donc voilà, voilà. Donc je regarde. Je ne sais pas encore. Je ne vais pas dire quelle marque, hein, parce oh, que ouais. ça... Mais euh, je suis... Ouais, je voudrais peut-être un, un gros piano. Un gros piano ouais. Un oui. piano à queue euh, J'aimerais bien si j'ai la place. Ok. Un <laughs> piano à queue means a, a piano with a tail, yeah. literally. So it is a grand piano. Yeah. Um, but sinon, qu'est-ce qu'on appelle euh, Un piano droit Un piano droit. Ouais. So an upright. Sur, sur upright piano. Upright piano. So yeah. un piano droit ou un piano à queue ouais, Je ne sais pas. Ça dépend de la place. Oui. Et une question numérique ou acoustique J'aimerais bien acoustique, mais maintenant, ce sera, je pense que c'est mieux si je, je me décide et si je prends un, un numérique. Oui. Comme ça, tu peux te, te brancher avec un, un casque. Exactement. Comme ça, personne <rire> n'entend mes, mes erreurs. D'accord. Ah oui. Ah oui. Ok. We're not talking about music today in our text, but we're talking about literature. So I think it's time to get on with the show. Alors, t'es prêt? Ouais, c'est parti. Allez, c'est parti. Alors, aujourd'hui, nous parlons d'un écrivain français. Oui, ce n'est pas n'importe quel écrivain, Marc. C'est un des plus grands euh, écrivains de, 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 de France, oui. I have a, a little story about this person, Saint-Exupéry. I remember when I first started university, it was my very first French literature tutorial. And uh, I went into this room full of uh, students and they all looked so much more clever than me. And I sat down terrified. I'd never been to a, a, this kind of tutorial idea before. Uh -huh. And uh, we were handed a poem. 
and we had to discuss this poem. And it was Saint-Exupéry's uh, Vol de Nuit. Mm-hmm. And never having seen it before, I had to look at it and talk about the language and the symbolism and everything. And I was terrified. I wanted to give up my course <laughs> there and then because it was just something that was so out of my comfort zone. Yeah, but then you went through it and, and you did well. You did well. That's it. That's it. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Saint-Exupéry. It's time to listen to our text. So it's over to Susie for our text. C'est à toi, Susie. Né à Lyon le 29 juin 1900, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry est un écrivain et aviateur français. Il est le fils de Jean et Marie de Saint-Exupéry, le troisième de cinq enfants. Dès sa jeunesse, il se passionne pour l'aviation. Il obtient son baccalauréat en 1917 à Fribourg en Suisse et poursuit des études d'architecture avant de faire son service militaire dans l'armée de l'air à Strasbourg. Après avoir obtenu son brevet de pilote en 1922, il est engagé pour distribuer le courrier en Afrique et en Amérique du Sud. Il commence en même temps à écrire des romans ainsi que des reportages journaliers, notamment sur la guerre civile en Espagne. Pendant la Deuxième Guerre mondiale, il est mobilisé dans l'armée de l'air. Il quitte la France après l'armistice pour rejoindre New York où il écrit son œuvre la plus connue, Le Petit Prince. Au printemps 1944, il entreprend des missions de cartographie et de reconnaissance aérienne en vue du débarquement en Provence. Le 31 juillet 1944, il disparaît en vol lors d'une de ses missions au-dessus de la Méditerranée. Ce n'est qu'au début des années 2000 que son avion a été retrouvé. Le Petit Prince est publié avec ses propres aquarelles à New York en 1943, puis en France en 1946. Ce conte philosophique est devenu un phénomène mondial. C'est l'histoire de la rencontre du narrateur, un aviateur en panne dans le désert, avec l'enfant qui l'habite, le Petit Prince. Celui-ci apprend au cours de l'histoire un secret très important, mais à la fois très simple. On ne voit bien qu'avec le cœur, l'essentiel est invisible pour les yeux. Ah, a lovely phrase to finish with. L'essentiel est invisible pour les yeux. Oui, une des plus belles citations, sinon la citation euh, de Saint-Exupéry. The quote from, from Saint-Exupéry. Yeah. Okay, let's find out a little more about Saint-Exupéry and we'll go through the text uh, in detail. Now, there are sl- there's one thing in this text, there are lots and lots of dates. Yeah. So let's see if we can work out all these dates and uh, the numbers that apply to those dates. It's good practice for our listeners. Ouais, bonne chance à tous alors. Let's hear The first sentence. Né à Lyon le 29 juin 1900, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry est un écrivain et aviateur français. So, born in Lyon, and watch Lyon. Lyon, when you write it in French, mm-hmm. is spelled L-Y-O-N. But of course, we add an S in English for some yeah. very unknown yeah. reason. Are there, are there other, other towns or other cities like that? Oh, I'm thinking about Marseille. Yeah, Marseille. Marseille takes an S as well in English. In English, but no S in French. Yeah. Okay, so what was the date here? Le 29 juin 1900. That one's fairly straightforward. The yeah. 29th of June, 1900. Now, we were talking about the word juin. And I think I say it wrongly. I think I said it okay there, but yeah, I... Yeah, you said it. Yeah, it was really was good. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Mark, super. What I've been saying, I think, until we started talking about this is juin. And that is basically saying juin, which yeah. is wrong because no, it's, it's wrong. juin. Yeah. The, the, the U sound does not exist in English. Okay. So it really is a, a, a sound that you've got to put your, your lips very flat. Yep. You know, as if you were giving a wee kiss okay. to someone just before that. 
and that's the U sound. And I until wish this then, was until then, here yeah, <laughs> until then, you will not get the U sound correctly. Okay. Or one won't. You know, juin, juin, juin. And then you put just number one after it. Juin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Super. Super, Mark. Le 29 juin. 1900. Ah, super. OK, so the 29th of June, 1900. So who was he? Antoine de Saint-Exupéry est un écrivain. A writer. A writer. Et aviateur. Français, what's aviateur, Français. Marie? An aviator, yeah. basically. We can say the word aviator in English. He yeah, was a pilot. He, he was a pilot. That's yeah. it. That's it. So let's find out a little more about his family. Il est le fils de Jean et Marie de Saint-Exupéry et le troisième de cinq enfants. So he's the son of Jean and Marie de Saint-Exupéry, and he's the third of five children. Straightforward yeah. enough. Dès sa jeunesse, il se passionne pour l'aviation. This is lovely because ah. the verb se passionner pour quelque chose oui. means to be passionate about something or to be, to be really, really interested in something. So here, il se passionne pour l'aviation. Yeah, and dès sa jeunesse. I love that word, dès, because that can be confusing you know, for can. our listeners. It's not yeah. just a D-E-S, it's D... Grave S. Ah, okay. So, and what does it mean? De something, Mark? Well, it's from his youth. Yeah, right from the very, from start, the very start, start of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. De le début. Yeah. So de, and you can also say de que, yeah. which is a slightly different meaning. It's as soon as, as, soon as or something yeah, like yeah. that. So de que tu arriveras, ouais. nous sortirons au cinéma. Très bien. Okay. So as soon as you get here, not the future tense there. Uh-huh. Dès que tu oh, arriveras. J'ai, j'ai tout noté. <laughs> Nous partirons pour le cinéma. We'll, we'll head out for the cinema. So, dès sa jeunesse, il se passionne pour l'aviation. From his, from the very start, from the, yeah. from his youth, he was passionate about aviation, about yeah. planes. Il obtient son baccalauréat en 1917 à Fribourg, en Suisse. So he gets his baccalauréat, his uh, final exam certificate. Uh, in which date? 1917. I could have said 1917. So 1917, either 1917 or yeah. 1917. Uh, 1917. Uh, 1917 or 1917. Très bien. And he obtained his back in Fribourg, yeah, in Switzerland. Yeah. Et poursuit des études d'architecture avant de faire son service militaire dans l'armée de l'air à Strasbourg. Okay, so he... Um, pursues architectural studies before doing something, before uh, doing his military service mm-hmm. in the Air Force in Strasbourg. Yeah, that's okay. it. So, avant de faire quelque chose, remember that is avant de plus infinitive. So, before listening to the news. Avant d'écouter les informations. I left the house. Je suis, j'ai quitté la maison. Je suis sorti. A very strange example, Mark. I don't, don't like that one. <laughs> okay, but avant de faire quelque chose, before doing something. And next, we're going to get après. So that's yeah, very good. good. Let's go for it. Après avoir obtenu son brevet de pilote en 1922, il est engagé pour distribuer le courrier en Afrique et en Amérique du Sud. Okay, before we go into the translation of the section, just let's focus on that après, après avoir obtenu. Before we had avant de faire, before doing something, avant de plus infinitive. Now we've got après avoir obtenu. So it's après plus the infinitive, the auxiliary verb. Yeah. And then your and past, then past participle. participle. Yeah. Okay. And it's après. very different from, from avant. Yeah. Especially because we've got two auxiliary verbs we could be talking about here. Um, well, we've got après avoir obtenu, because obtenir, of course, takes avoir. It's yeah. not one of our être verbs. But what if it were after leaving? Après être sorti. 
après être sorti. Que lui c'est après être sorti. Après être sorti. Ok. Merci Marc. De rien. <laughs> What happens with sorti in that case? It's just an I. Well, depends. Ah oh, well, if it's if it's a girl, then it's an I and an E. Yeah. And if it's plural, then you have to obviously uh, adapt and put the the ES or the or the S or the ES. Yeah. So basically, it agrees. The past participle has to agree. Uh, with the subject yeah. in some way. So even though the subject may not have been mentioned specifically, exactly. You've got to remember this that. is why we need to think about those agreements. Après être sorti, the, we, we need to look at the next sentence to, or the next part of the sentence to yeah. know who it was yeah. that, that left but, in that case. But here in our text, it's avoir, so you don't have to, to bother at all. Exactly. No uh, agreements with no. the past participle here. So after having obtained his brevet de pilote, what's that? His qualification as a pilot. As pilot license. Uh, license, yeah. yes. Um, il est engagé pour distribuer le courrier en Afrique, en Amérique du Sud. So he was uh, uh, employed. Employed, yeah. Engagé, to... quite a nice meaning of engagé here. Yeah, yeah. literally engaged. Yeah. But he, he was employed in order to distribute mail in Africa and in South America. And did you get what year he got his pilot license in? 1922. 1922. We're talking about 1922. And if I did it like 1922, what would it be, Mark? 1922. Très bien. Right. So in English, we don't put the 100, do we? No, we would just say but 1922. In French, but in French, you said 1922. Think of it more like in 1922, when mm -hmm. I crossed the ocean blue or something like that. Anyway, I think I'm getting carried away. And, and see if it goes to the years after 2000. Mm -hmm. You could say in 2009 in English. Yep. In French, you're more likely to say what? Uh, 2009. Okay, so 1922, he started distributing mail in Africa and South America. And he also started doing something else at the same time. Il commence en même temps à écrire des romans ainsi que des reportages journaliers, notamment sur la guerre civile en Espagne. So at the same time, he starts to write uh, novels ainsi que des reportages journaliers, so yeah. as well as reportages, uh, journalistic reports, mm -hmm. notamment... Notably, sur la guerre civile en Espagne, on the civil, civil war, war in, in Spain. Spain, which was happening, uh, not in 1922, but no. at a later date than that. See, just before we go on, there's one thing that we've not mentioned yet, and it's absolutely crucial, because so far, in, throughout this text, and it's something that we're kind of taking for granted, because we're used to reading this kind of text, but our listeners might be wondering, why on earth are we using all of these Present tense. This is the present de narration. So it's even though we're talking about the past, we're using present tenses. So, uh, il commence en même temps, uh, il écrit des romans, uh, il est engagé pour distribuer. You're using present tenses even though we're referring to past yeah, times, yeah. and that's when we're narrating things. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of reserved for this type of text. Of Does it happen as well? Does it exist in English? Can you use the narrative uh, when you, you when you do uh, narrate? Do you use the present, or is always the the past you use? I think in the kind of sort of information texts like this, I think we probably would use past tenses. Yeah, but I, I think in spoken English, to add a bit of flavour to your story you're telling, 
um, then sometimes you would use a present tense. So, wow. you know, he comes in and then he tells me of this. Course, and of so course, that yeah, way you're, you're giving point, a little yeah. bit yeah. more yeah. emphasis. That's good. I like okay. that. Other way around in, in French, of course. Right. So let's move on and read the next section. Pendant la Deuxième Guerre mondiale, il est mobilisé dans l'armée de l'air. So during the Second World War, he is mobilized in the Air Force, l'armée de l'air. Il quitte la France après l'armistice pour rejoindre New York, où il écrit son œuvre la plus connue, Le Petit Prince. So he leaves France after the armistice, we'll come back to that in a moment, to rejoindre New York, literally to, to rejoin New York, but to go to New York, where he writes his first Uh, sorry, not his first, but his most well-known work, Le Petit Prince. Mm -hmm. Just one little point about l'armistice. This is not the armistice uh, at the end of the war. This is the armistice, the French armistice, um, which happened on the 22nd of June, 1940. Ah, so it's not referring to the one in May 1945. Nope. This uh -huh. is when this is when the the armistice was signed in the railway carriages in Compiègne. Compiègne, Compiègne yeah. yeah. And when, when France surren surrendered. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that that's just a, a little historical point there. Um, it's important in the in the, the sort of whole sequence of events here because we're going on now to talk about spring 1944. Au printemps 1944, il entreprend des missions de cartographie et de reconnaissance aérienne en vue du débarquement en Provence. Right, again, this is a little complicated because we're talking about historical facts here. So in spring 1944, he undertakes or undertook missions of cartography and reconnaissance. So he's looking at uh, aerial uh, reconnaissance and map making yeah. um, en vue du débarquement En Provence. So oui. let, let's first of all look at the grammatical point here, okay. or the, the language point. En vue de quelque chose is in preparation. Yeah, in anticipation. In anticipation you know, of, you, yeah. So in anticipation of the Provence landings. Now, these were landings that were due to happen, I think, my yeah. history is the right only, here. The only debarquement I know is the one in Normandy. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. the, this was the, these were supposed to happen at the same ah, time, but they were postponed. Right. So Saint-Exupéry was involved in the, the reconnaissance missions uh, in preparation. preparation for this. And then uh, what happened? Le 31 juillet 1944, il disparaît en vol lors d'une de ces missions au-dessus de la Méditerranée. So, very sadly, on the 31st of July 1944, he disappears, or he's disappeared uh, in flight during one of these missions, lors d'une de ces missions. Yeah. So, lors de means during or while, yeah, or yeah. while involved in. Lors is a beautiful word, mm -hmm. though. And it's linked to lorsque. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a word I love teaching. You know, when people, everybody knows quand. Yeah. But it's quite nice to put a wee lorsque. To say when, you yes, know, lorsque. So it's, here would be during. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, il disparaît en vol lors d'une de ses missions au-dessus de la Méditerranée. So, above the Mediterranean. Ah, C'est triste. Oui. Ce n'est qu'au début des années 2000 que son avion a été retrouvé. So, it was only at the start of the the the, the uh, well the, the the decade of the first decade of the 21st century the 2000s yeah. um que son avion a été retrouvé so it was only then that his plane was found oh bien triste tout ça 
Le Petit Prince est publié avec ses propres aquarelles à New York en 1943, puis en France en 1946. Ce conte philosophique est devenu un phénomène mondial. So uh, this philosophical tale has become or became a nice être verb yep. there, the verb devenir. Okay. So it became or it has become a worldwide phenomenon. C'est l'histoire de la rencontre du narrateur, un aviateur en panne dans le désert, avec l'enfant qui l'habite, le petit prince. This is quite complicated, I have to say. C'est l'histoire de, de la rencontre du narrateur. So it's the story of the meeting of the narrator, who is an, an, a pilot who has broken down in the, in the desert with the child which inhabits him. It's quite complicated, that. Avec l'enfant qui l'habite. So the child that he has within. Yeah. And the child that he has within himself is... Le Petit Prince, the, the Little Prince. It's very good. Very deep. Very deep, yeah. Ooh. Okay, so let's continue our deep philosophical thoughts here with the end of the text. <laughs> Celui-ci apprend au cours de l'histoire un secret très important, mais à la fois très simple. So, this, this one is tricky because it starts with celui-ci. And celui-ci refers to the last thing mentioned. Therefore, Le Petit Prince. Yeah, the latter. The latter one. So, celui-ci apprend au cours de l'histoire. So, the, the Petit Prince learns through the story un secret très important, a very important secret, mais à la fois très simple, but also a very simple secret at the same time, à la fois. And what is the secret? That's the, that's the citation we were mentioning. Tout à fait. On ne voit bien qu'avec le cœur, l'essentiel est invisible pour les yeux. Okay, so... Don't be thrown by the bien que in here, okay? Those of you who are familiar with subjunctives, forget that. This is not that. No. On ne voit bien qu'avec le cœur. The ne and the que go together Exactly. Here. And what's ne and que together? It's only. Yay. So you only see well with the heart. Because l'essentiel, the essential, essential things, est invisible pour les yeux, are invisible for yeah. the eyes. Cannot be seen by the eyes. So wow. you can only see with the heart. The important things can't be seen with the eyes. C'est beau. There's a lot in there. <laughs> okay, while we go and reflect on this, let us take a little break and we'll be back after the break with our phone-in. C'est parti. If you'd like to take your French that bit further, then you may consider signing up for one of our premium courses on the Coffee Break Academy. There's something for everyone, from absolute beginners up to advanced learners, and the premium materials include lesson notes, transcripts, video lessons, exercises, and vocabulary guides, depending on which course you opt for. Head over to coffeebreakacademy.com to find out more. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back, and in this part of the show, this is where the Coffee Break French listener becomes the star of the show, and for this episode, we have a question from Keith. Now, stay tuned, because I'll be telling you how you can ask a question just after this part. So let's listen to Keith's question. Hello, my name's Keith. I'm from Hertfordshire in the UK, a French learner for about three years, and I've been with Coffee Break French for just over a year now. Now, my question relates really to the use of the past tense and the decision to use the imperfect or passé composé. I know there are a number of rules relating to that, but at times they do seem a bit jumbled. The question really is, how relevant is it to the French people forgive us if we get it wrong? How noticeable? And if you do have a magic guide for uh, putting us right, that would be great. Thanks very much. Okay, Keith, this is a very common question, basically because in English, very often, we don't have a different word for describing something that used to happen or something that happened on one occasion. I'm thinking, for example, I played the piano, that played is the same tense, regardless of whether you're talking about I played the piano when I was young or I played the piano this morning. In both cases, we say played in English, but in French, we would use two different tenses there. When I was young, I used to play the piano. If you can replace the played with used to play, then it would have to be an imperfect. But this morning, I played the piano. It's describing a narrative thing in the past. It's something that happened as part of a story. I played the piano and then I went outside. That is where you would use the perfect. Let's summarize where you use both the imperfect and the perfect quickly. First of all, to describe a habitual or ongoing action in the past, then you use the imperfect. So, for example, quand j'étais jeune, je lisais beaucoup. When I was young, I used to read a lot. We also use the imperfect to describe physical or emotional things in the past. Uh, elle avait les yeux bleus. She had blue eyes. Il portait un chapeau. He was wearing a hat. Let's talk a little more about that idea of was doing something or were doing something. So, for example, I was speaking to my friend. Je parlais, imperfect, avec mon, mon ami, mon, mon, mon copain, ma copine. When something else happened... Now, when something else happened, that's back to the narrative. So there we're talking about an event, and that is where we would use the perfect tense. So, je parlais avec ma copine quand le téléphone a sonné, when the phone rang. And that's our perfect tense, interrupting the imperfect. 
So our perfect tense is used to talk about what you have done. J'ai acheté le journal. I have bought the newspaper. But we can also translate that simply as I bought the newspaper. It depends on the context in English. And remember that it's not necessarily an avoir verb in French because je suis allé au cinéma could mean I went to the cinema or I have gone to the cinema too, using a have gone because aller is, of course, an être verb. So our perfect tense is used to talk about what happened as part of the narrative. It's to talk about something that happens interrupting an ongoing activity, as we've said. Uh, another example of that could be J'allais en ville, I was going into town, quand j'ai rencontré un ami, when I met a friend. So your perfect tense is interrupting your ongoing action. I hope that that helps, Keith. And of course, the best thing to do for this is to read as much as you can, because then you'll recognize the tenses and you'll see how the tenses are used and particularly the combination of tenses. Of course, in literature, if you're reading, you may well find that you're getting past historics. And we'll be looking at the past historic in a future episode of the magazine. But we'll leave it there for now with the imperfects and the perfects. Now, if you would like your question answered, then simply go to coffeebreakquestions.com and that way you can ask a question of us here on the podcast and we will do our best to answer it. For our final section of this week's magazine, we are joined once again by Suzy. Salut Suzy, comment vas-tu Ça va J'ai bien aimé ton texte aujourd'hui. Hein? <laughs> Merci. <laughs> J'aime bien Saint-Exupéry, comme on a, on a déjà dit. Ok, so what have you got for us today Well, you heard a quote from Le Petit Prince by mm -hmm. Saint-Exupéry in today's text. And we've got a few more famous quotes by Saint-Exupéry. Des citations, hein <laughs> oui, Très bien, j'aime bien les citations. <laughs> Moi aussi. Um, so we'll see if our listeners can translate them. Okay, so we'll give you some time to think about this after, after each quote. Let's start with the first quote, please. La première citation. Tout objectif sans plan n'est qu'un souhait. Okay, I like that. Can we hear that again? Tout objectif sans plan n'est qu'un souhait. Okay, we'll give you some time to think about this. So you were saying there, tout objectif, every objective or every goal, sans plan, without a plan, n'est qu'un souhait, is simply a wish. So if you want something to come to pass, then you need to have a plan. Let's hear it one more time. Tout objectif sans plan n'est qu'un souhait. Très bien. Okay, let's have another one. Aimer, ce n'est pas se regarder l'un l'autre, c'est regarder ensemble dans la même direction. Oh, c'est beau, c'est beau. Ok, encore une fois, s'il te plaît. Aimer, ce n'est pas se regarder l'un l'autre, c'est regarder ensemble dans la même direction. Ok, let's go through this again. Aimer, ce n'est pas se regarder l'un l'autre. That's quite tricky. L'un l'autre, it's to each other. So, aimer, loving, or love... Ce n'est pas se regarder, it's not looking at each other, se regarder l'un l'autre, c'est regarder ensemble, it's looking together, dans la même direction, in the same direction. Let's hear it one more time, Suzy. Aimer, ce n'est pas se regarder l'un l'autre, c'est regarder ensemble, dans la même direction. Très bien. Encore une? 
le langage est source de malentendus. Ça, c'est vrai. <rire> Ça, c'est vrai. OK, encore une fois, s'il te plaît. Le langage est source de malentendus. So here we're talking about le langage, language. Et source is the source de malentendus, of misunderstandings. However, I have to say that those misunderstandings in a language is what make learning a language fun because you can have a laugh with the people that you're talking to even if there are some malentendus. Let's see it one more time. Le langage est source de malentendus. Très bien. Bon, merci beaucoup, Suzy. De rien. Et à la prochaine fois. À la prochaine. Another very interesting episode, Mark. It's so varied, I love it. <laughs> There's always, it's always something new to learn. And well, all these, of, these new um, phrases, vocabulary, and that's fantastic. I always say that when you're learning a language, it is not necessarily about keeping going forward because there comes a point that you, that you can't just go forward in a narrow path. No, you actually to. have to widen your yeah, path yeah. and you have to bring in the cultural knowledge and the, the, the linguistic knowledge. It all comes together. So yeah. that's why we are creating these podcasts to help well, you take Here it was that. culture. It was cultural, historical. Absolutely. And grammatical with our phone in and everything. Oh, there's there's lots here. Okay, Mark, but can you remind us again how our listeners can get much more out of this? Absolutely. You can access the premium version of this podcast, which will include the transcript of all of the French included in the, the text and also the additional materials associated with our Coffee Break French podcast. You can find out more about that by heading to coffeebreakfrench.com and just look for the information about our podcast there. For now, that is it. That's where we're going to leave you. And we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that perhaps if you've not already read Le Petit Prince, that you pick it up and try to work your way through it. It's a fantastic work of literature and chef d'oeuvre. Ouais, je suis sûr que cela vous plaira. Tout à fait. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Et n'oubliez pas que l'essentiel est invisible pour les yeux. Super. Au revoir. You have been listening to a production of the Coffee Break Academy for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2019, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.